Eve, wherever you're cuddled in. Right now we have snow in Kelowna. Believe it or not, it's a good time to buy a snowmobile. Amen. It's wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's why God made snow. Amen. Yes, he waters the fields and all that, but it's for snowmobiling. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. All right. We're going to get into the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you willing to have the Word of God change your life today? Amen. We're going to examine the life of Jesus a little bit and uh, go to Mark chapter 3. And if you were here last week, and you should have been, right, Kim? No, just kidding. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you were here last week, we talked about a guy by the name of, uh, who did we talk about? Remember his name? Bartimaeus. Amen. We shared with you how when he heard the report of Jesus, he made a decision. I want this guy in my life. I want what he has. And so... Even before Jesus arrived on the scene, he knew about the covenant, knew about what the name could do. He knew, or else why would he call Jesus? Why would he want this Jesus guy in his life? You know, was Jesus just a a cook or was he just, you know, an accountant? No, he was, what did he say? Son of David. That means he understood covenant. He understood there's something more to this man that they call Jesus and he shouted to him when he came down the street. He made sure that nobody shut him up. That's a man convinced, like you need to be convinced today, that what I'm sharing is the truth. Amen? And so the Bible says, be like a Berean, study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And so we get to examine the word. Why would we do that? Because if you're down in the dumps... You're, if you're on the highway of nothing working out or whatever, you get to take an on-ramp today. You get to fix, by the Word of God, anything that is not right in your life. Amen. But you're going to have to do some shouting like bar, uh, blind Bartimaeus. He goes to Jesus, and even Jesus asks him, what do you need? What do you want? It's like, Jesus is blind. You know, hello, Jesus. You know, what are you not seeing here? You know? But the man had to express, I want to see. I want to be healed. I want to be prosperous. I want to do whatever God wants to do for and all these different things. And they're all right. And they're all in the Word of God. And there's 7,000 promises to give you what he wants in the new covenant, which is better based on better promises than the old one. It's good all the time for the children of God. Amen. God doesn't say, you know, sometimes be holy, sometimes it doesn't matter. And you can say back to him, not sometimes the promises work and sometimes they don't. Everything is there for you to be above and not beneath the head and not the tail. And I need to hear a bit more shouting and excitement for that. You've got to come off the floor like blind Bartimaeus. You've got to take what he did next was, was the um, expression of his faith. He threw off. The welfare check. He threw off whatever was not good. In this case, it was what? No, Jesus took that. What did he throw off to show his faith? He threw off his coat, which the beggars wore to, uh, and it was a, a coat of dependence. And oh, you know, somebody, somebody help me. Somebody help. 
He's, no, I'm not going back to that lifestyle. Radical in faith. I'm telling you, when we first found out how good God was, we started going to the full gospel businessmen once a month. We couldn't wait. I'm telling you, take me to a new Dodge dealership and show me a 426 Hemi Cuda and go to, or go to the full gospel meetings. I probably would have gone to the full gospel meetings. Come on now. That's, you know what tugs my heart. But I know we couldn't wait. My parents were like, where are you going again? Oh, I, I, these meetings, these meetings. And then they gave me the book table, and we're, we're coming home with all the books from, from the full gospel. They, they saw our interest in the Word of God. And I'd stay up at night, and I, whoa, and I, you know, I, and I worked at 2 in the morning, so sometimes there's no sleep at all. It was like the Word, the Word. When you're starving when you're hungry and somebody presents to you. So, so the depth of your sorrow, the depth of your sickness, the depth of your financial poverty would, would probably be uh, an indication that when you find in the Word of God that He's going to change it for you. I mean, it's not just, okay, I'll, I'll see if I can attend church and hear the Word of God, seeing as you want me to be there. I re folks, you don't have to come. You get to come. Amen. And as a pastor, I am concerned about people that do. This is not the do drop in. No, I, again, I understand you're out of town. So this is not the do drop in. Well, oh, you know, the weather ain't too bad. You know, on the, anyways, I don't want to go there. And some of you guys online, we will be accountable for how we put our hands to the plow. At, are you sure, pastor? Is there a scripture? Are you a scripture? Is there a scripture? Or is that just your idea? No, there is a scripture. Who can help me out in that one? Where is it found? Hebrews 10, 38. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. So that, that was, that's Jesus speaking. Do not do that. Because then we're not hooking in. We're sort of half here, half in the world, half in whatever. It doesn't work. The life of Jesus. I, I, when I read this, even, even this week, I mean, I've read this many times. And all of a sudden, I didn't realize I, I wasn't seeing it all right. Just this one verse. I couldn't believe the interest. Can you imagine the Son of God, the interest He had in the Word of God, and how much He wanted you to have the Word of God? Yeah. It's incredible. In uh, Mark chapter 3, we can start in verse 10. It says, For He had healed so many that all who had distressing uh, bodily diseases kept following Him. And pressing him in order that they might touch him. And the spirits and the unclean ones, verse 11 of Mark 3, as of, uh, the spirits of the unclean ones, as often as they might see him, fell down before him and kept screaming out, You are the Son of God. Now that is a description of your ministry. As you go into Costco, you go, no, not me. Okay, we got some chipping away to do. A little bit of insecurity, a little bit of lack of understanding that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us for He has anointed us. A little bit of, uh, you know, just a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more. Would you, would you like to have that happen in your life? Yeah. Amen. Come on. I would say it. I would. I've thrown off my coat from boring Christianity, from religious. I want to do what my Savior did. And He said, now you go in my name. That's why there is a tax online against us speaking Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, 
you go in my name. You, folks, if he stood here, I mean, hopefully I'm as a representative, I am good enough. But if he stood up here and you saw him with your physical eyes and he said, would you go in my name? I've given you power. Would that way more, would that have more authority than when I say it? Some, that's kind of a trick question, isn't it? It probably would. It probably would stir you up. You'd probably all be lying on the floor in front saying, Jesus, I didn't know. Let me go. I want to help. You know, whatever I could do, yeah. obviously. Yeah. If an angel stood here, all of a sudden there's, uh, you know, you've seen angels. And if, if, if an angel stood, there's also a little bit more. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that there's more, more uh, authority then. It should be the pastor spoke the word. The word, the Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God. Somebody came out later, what's a more sure word? Sorry, that's my German tongue. More sure word of prophecy. <laughs> more sure word. What's a more sure word? All right. And so this is what Jesus was doing. And then it goes on to say, uh, it says in verse 15, we're just going to skip through to get going here. And to have authority and power to heal the sick and drive out demons. What did he do? And he appointed 12 to continue, say what? To continue to be with him and that he might send them out to preach as apostles and have authority and power to heal the sick and to drive out demons. And so he lists them all. And I'm going to drop down to verse 21. This is the one that I'm just like, well, I'll go 20. 20, it says, but a throng came together against and so that Jesus and his disciples could not even take food. So there's lots of people around. Why? Is this the people that were in, he found in verse 10? Probably some of them. But here's a shocker. And when those who belong to him, his kinsmen, and I checked that out, that included his mother, his four brethren and two sisters heard it. They went out to take him by force, for they, they, Mary and all the rest, for they kept saying, he is out of his mind beside himself deranged. This is his family. This isn't justice. The Pharisees come next. Next verse. His family wanted to take him out of the meeting and say, you're crazy. Think of him. He could have gone to sulk in the corner. He could have done whatever he, just to, my own mommy, my own, my own brethren, everyone's against me. I'm going to go eat worms. He could have done that. How many people have got, well, they, you know, last church, you know, nobody shook my hand or whatever. Come on. We're serving Jesus. If you knew what I went through this week, got my blood pressure way High, because of situation that happened uh, that dealt with uh, it's injustice and all kinds of stuff. If you knew, you know, I could go in the corner and cry and uh, eat worms too. You know, it just uh, no, we can't. We understand what Jesus understood that even your own family is going to come against you at times. Yeah. You doing that Christian thing again? Yeah. You know, what about turkey at uh, at Christmas? You know, uh, sitting around the table. What do we touch? We don't touch the COVID thing. We don't touch uh, the, the religious thing or the political thing. So what do you talk about? Well, snowmobiles, I guess. You know, what, there's, what, what's left to talk about? 
Because nobody, there's, there's all these polarizing factors when, when you present yourself as a child of the king. The first, I would say the very first line of opposition would be uncle so-and-so and sister so-and-so. And so, oh, oh you know, you're kind of overboard. You know, oh, you know, uh, my uncle believed that and he didn't get healed. You're going to have everybody coming against him that Jesus did. But this Jesus fellow loved me so much that he didn't care what any of his relatives thought about what he's going to do. And that's going to be our driving point. If he, and there's, there's a lot of different scriptures concerning the word, this is what he valued. Uh, he sent his word, Psalm 107, 20. You don't have to put it on the screen. He sent his word. Why would he do that? You know, why would he... How did he do that? Why? It doesn't matter. He sent his word and through 66 books to heal them and deliver them of all destruction. All I know, it's done. Amen. He says, so my word, this is Isaiah 55, um, uh, like the snow, hallelujah, and the rain that comes from above, so my word. He's telling you there's productivity. It was sent to you and to me. Then he goes on to say, the entrance of the word bringeth life. So just taking those three points. What if the, he didn't send the word? We'd be in trouble. What if the word didn't produce like the rain and the snow? We'd be in trouble. What if the entrance of his word, Psalm 119, verse 130. What if the entrance of his word did not happen? We'd be in trouble with all of them. So thank God. I'm calling this house arrest, as you're going to see here in the next scriptures coming up. Um, Arrest means your attention, please. I'm arresting you to have attention to what I'm sharing this morning. And so knowing that his own family came against him and... and uh, uh, the, oh, that's way wrong here. Let me go back here. My breath moved the pages. <laughs> Saying he is out of his mind, beside himself deranged. Verse 22 of Mark 3. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said he is possessed by Beelzebub and by the help of the prince of demons he's casting out demons. So that's the second line of, of opposition from the devil. It's the pastor down the street or the synagogue leader or political leader. Oh, he's crazy. You know, he's out of his mind. Let's kick him out of the, you know, the minister's meetings or something like that because he's radical. So that's going to be a second line of defense. The first one the devil tries is your family. Then he tries through the next group. So Jesus, being as smart as he is, and he summoned them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan drive out Satan? Okay, so this is, he's calling his own uh, disciples, which in verse 16, 17, they were all there around him. Then he's, he's welcoming all the other people that are standing around and said, If I'm doing this by Beelzebub, how can Satan drive out Satan? So they're all scratching their head. And if a kingdom is divided and um, rebelling against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. The kingdom cannot stand. Now, I'm wondering, let's see if we can drum up some scriptures. I got them listed here. I'm wondering what he's referring to. The kingdom cannot stand. Yes, he's talking about political, cannot stand, a house divided. He's talking about, um, you know, it, even a Satan's camp. Satan's camp obviously has some organization so that 
he is not falling apart. They must be organized at least to a point, as evil and as, as backbiting, as contentious as they are, they must have some order to take you down or try to take you down. So I'm, I'm learning, it's not just talking, but it is talking about the kingdom in your heart. The kingdom, if, verse 24, if a kingdom is divided and rebelling against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. So um, if you have a battle going on on the inside of you, sometimes happy, sometimes not, sometimes so, that's a kingdom because the Bible says the kingdom of God is within you, that kingdom being divided cannot stand. So if you're going out and the Spirit of God says, I want you to pray for so-and-so, and right away another voice jumps up and says, you don't know the Word of God, you're, you're no good, or you, know, you had a fight with the, your cat yesterday or whatever, that is, <laughs> ah, we got a taker on that one. That's a prophetic word. <laughs> Bind that spirit in the <laughs> But what is it saying? It, immediately, you're going to have that second voice. That's a divided kingdom. God said, do this. Your soulish realm says, no, you're no good. You can't do that. Anybody ever hear that during the week? Not the cat thing. We, yeah. hmm. I want to. Yes, we always do. All of us do. Pray for so-and-so. Do this and that. And there's always that second voice. Yeah, but it's snowing out. Why would you go to church? And when you stand before the king one day and he looked back and say, I missed that Sunday because of snow. What was I thinking? Are you kidding me? I had no revelation, knowledge of how big it is, what Jesus commissioned us to do. That includes you if you're staying home playing hooky. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. I get nasty letters now. By the way, if uh, you feel led to help us boost... Uh, on, over your tithe, uh, 25 bucks boost whatever we do Wednesdays and Sundays. And I checked the other day, we've had about 11,000 views when we started boost, boosting. People, maybe only four minutes, but I've, I've irritated enough people that they write. So uh, if I've irritated them, I've also blessed them, yes. blessed others that we've sent uh, book, books to and so forth. And wherever they are, my job is to bring you the word of God. Amen. And they, they, I, yeah, I'll take it. Oh, I wanted to respond to this one guy. If I could have walked into the screen. and No, he can't do that. I, one thing I learned from, uh, he says, if you can't take the criticism, then you're not ready yet to do that. Yeah. So, take the criticism. <laughs> Amen. And so, here's some king. In, um, it says, uh, Matthew chapter, you don't need to go, well, yeah, yes, go to this one. Matthew 12, 43 to 45. The Bible's very clear, and I'm just going to paraphrase that. It says, when a demon leaves and the house is clean, when, it, when it's cast out, and uh, the demon goes out there, he can't find no one else to jump on, should go to pigs. But uh, then he comes back and he finds the house swept and clean. And he says, uh, you know, I'm, and he brings his other buddies too. He gets in there. Why? Because there's a vacancy sign on the front. No word-filled house here. That's why I'm calling this house arrest. The house is empty. The house has, has nobody living in it. And it, what needs to be in there? Obviously, Jesus. Jesus is the word. Fulfilling ourselves with the word of God. The fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. And I am complete in him. 
So I, I believe 100% in this story, the demon was cast out. But in any form that the house is left empty, uh, there is a chance of, of you know, demonic spirits and unbelief and all these things coming back in droves. So what is the answer? I must take the vacancy sign down and fill uh, myself with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Fill it up with praise and worship. Keep it filled. Be being filled with the Spirit of God, which comes through taking the Word of God. Be being filled. Overtake an off-ramp and, oh, no. Oh, nothing's working out. Get on the on-ramp again. Be being filled with the Spirit of God. Yeah, but I blew yesterday. Get on the on-ramp today. Get up. Fill the house. Arrest the attention is what that means. Arrest it. Um, arrest someone is to, to wake them up. Well, I'll tell you what it means. Arrest his attention. Feel interested. Make someone notice something. Arrest can be seize or capture, um, which what, that's what we're doing. We're arresting and seizing the opportunity on the inside of us to be filled with the Spirit of God. Arresting make a strong, vivid impression. That's what the Word of God needs to do in your life. Strong. Strong, vivid, just, wow, the Word. That's what happened when those ten virgins were sitting there, and five of them said, hey, our house is vacant. We got no oil. And the other one says, no, we've, we've got to guard what we got. We've got to stay filled for the time the king is coming. Yeah. And so they went out. Why, why didn't they do it before? Lack of understanding, lack of willingness. It they were virgins. They weren't sleep-arounders. They were people that were filled at one time, and the thing went out. Oh, yeah, we used to go to church. Yeah, I understand, yeah. So as a pastor, it's my job to, to bring you to stuff that might irritate you sometimes, to share with you, because I will be accountable before God if I mention these things. Not just three points on prosperity. You know, as important as prosperity is, it's bringing you the full counsel of the Word of God. Amen. And so, if, uh, so Jesus says, guys, whether it's Satan's kingdom or in a government or in your household or in your heart itself, and if a kingdom is divided through two different opinions, I know in, in, um, when they, the, the prophets defeated the, the Baal worshippers and they were talking to Israel, they says, how long are you going to be halted? That's between two opinions. Either choose God or go with Baal. And it says that in, in Corinthians chapter 10, it says, you cannot drink the cup of demons and the cup of the Lord at the same time. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And if a house is divided, split into factions, and rebelling against uh, itself, the house will not be able to last. And so back to starting with ourselves and then our family and then our city, all that kind of stuff. If, if there's, there's uh, well, look at what's happening in France right now. Thank God that farmers are standing up for righteousness' sake. You know, thank God that there enough is enough because we have in all these places, we know we have the tyrannical governments that want you to eat bugs while they fly to their, their, their big meetings in dirty jets. They want you to drive an electric car. And not travel very much. Because the next thing that Canada wants to implement is 
is a government, uh, what is that called again? Income, uh, universal income. So that everybody gets a check, so you don't leave home, so that you can uh, just sit there like they want you to do and eat bugs. That's not acceptable. That's not freedom. That's, that's a country that has a prison without walls, but other than the oceans, of course. All right, and then it goes on. Um, I want to go to verse tw- uh, 26. And if Satan has raised an insurrection against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is surely coming to an end. So he's smart enough not to, to destroy his kingdom before the time. But no one can go into a strong man's house. Here's, this is key. This is key. No one can go into a strong man's house and ransack his household good goods right and left and seize them as plunder unless he first binds the strong man that in, then indeed he may thoroughly plunder his house. Why do bad things happen to Christians? No strong man. No, a divided kingdom in your own heart. Yeah. There's, there's no strength in that. A strong man will guard. A strong man, you know, I got to do that. I got to speak over my body. Yeah. I can't be, well, but maybe this, this is of God. No, no, I saw a healing scripture. Yeah, but no, I'm 65 now. You can't have that battle. God desires for long life. I am sure of that. That makes me strong. 24-inch biceps. You know, yeah! He wants me strong until the day I die. Now, there's things to take care of in your heart and, uh, and, and in your body. And so we, we need to take care of that. And the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom on that. And, but we have to be in a united front. Say united front. In our own kingdom, in our families in our city, in our churches. That's one thing in Philippians that that Paul said, fulfill my joy by all being in one accord. Why? Because no one accord destroys churches. You're of this opinion, and you're of this opinion, you're of this opinion, and all that kind of stuff. All he's asking you to do is follow leadership. Follow the Word of God. Yeah, but pastor, you know, like, no. He asked you to follow leadership. Follow the Word of God. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. All right. And so here we, we go to some more sad scriptures um, that um, in verse 31 it says, Then his mother, so they, they, they were in this house, and they're trying to grab a hold of him say, you're crazy. And again, then his mother and his brethren came, and standing outside they sent word to him, where were they? Outside. Where was he? Inside. He is doing one thing. He is bringing to the people the very answer that is necessary. Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. A house that is built on a rock will stand. The other one on sand will fall. What is the rock? A rock is the word of God. The rock is the word. And again, it's a kingdom uh, is divided and will fall a house that is two houses side by side one's built on a word one's not a house on the rock will stand so jesus knows yeah he can come by and heal everybody yeah he can come by and preach but if they're not going to hook in they're going to be defeated again yeah. 
and, and some of them were, including the disciples, including Johnny the Baptist. Are you the one or do I look for someone else? Just had a bad day or was it a lingering thought that I don't know? You know, I know I, I got out there in the wilderness. I know my father, Zechariah, had a prophecy and the angels stood by him. I'm, I don't know how many times they rehearsed that story. I look at it from how careful I must be. I never had an angel. I found out my mom actually held me up before the Lord. I was in the hospital for three months with her as a baby. She held me up and dedicated me. So I believe that has a lot of merit. But I wish I would have had an angel calling me into the ministry the way uh, Brandon Brim or uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth had, you know, an angel standing by the bedside and saying, you're going to preach the gospel. I haven't had that. And so um, he knows he's here for a short season, a, a, a time period. He can't just, okay, you know, he can't come back every two weeks and heal everybody. He's got to get them, number one, the Word of God. It's important. So he's got a group there, and hopefully his disciples were in there too. I believe they were. But his family wasn't. Who's Jesus? His own mother had an opportunity to be absolutely hot, sitting on the front row, doing everything that was necessary, praising the Lord, lifting her hands, reciting the Word of God, being all these things, and she's on the outside of the place. And I... You know, we can't pull any punches and ignore that scripture. His mother and brethren were standing outside. They sent word to him. So to me, again, if somebody came in here and interrupted the sermon, that's dishonorable. Called for him. And a crowd, the crowd was sitting among them, verse 32. And they said to him, your mother and your brethren and your sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, who are my mothers, my brothers, and my sisters? None of this. Uh, guys, can he take 30 seconds? You know, I, I, I need to go out there and, and uh, talk to mommy. You know, I, my brethren, you know, they, they don't like me very much. They tried to shut me up. They called, they said I was crazy. None of that moved him. None of that moved him. Amen. I guarantee you he didn't drive to church in an air-conditioned or heated car when he, when he went around here. And he replied, who is my mother and my brethren? And looking around at those who sat in a circle about him, he said, see, here is my mother and my brethren. For whosoever does, 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 does the things God wills is my mother, my brother, my sister, and my mother. There's a clear division between people that get into the word of God and have Things change their life or those that just um, mental assent to it or just attend and, and uh, I don't know what, play around or whatever. There's a clear indication that those people are going to have different results when they do different things. That one kingdom is not going to fall, the other kingdom is going to fall. Say, well, this has happened in my life, this and this. I don't want to know about it other than the fact that are you joining me on the up-ramp? Are you willing? Are you hooking in? Can I count on you? Will you be there? You know, all of us lifting each other's hands and encouraging and praying and standing and baking a banana cream pie or something like that. <laughs> are you willing to go up? I don't, we don't need to know about the failure. We need to know, are we going up? 
Is the elevator going all the way to the top? <laughs> Amen. Is it all the way to the top? Amen. Are you willing? That's all God wants is a willing heart. Even if you're, you know, 99 years old, are you willing? And, and I thank God people get saved on their deathbed. But what about those that understand, you know what? I still have lots to do. I know I'm 90 years old, and, and, but I still have stuff to do for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then it goes on in Matthew chapter 6, 22 to 29. Again, the same principle. If your eye be single, then your whole body is full of light. What does that mean? You can be double-minded, double-visioned. The double-minded man in James does not receive anything from the Lord. Praise God. I just, I just don't ever want to speak discouragement over my lips. Don't ever want to complain again. Those are dangerous things. Complaining, speaking unbelief, doubting. Why not just go to the Word of God and say, you know, God, either it's here or it's not. If there is no healing, I'll live my, with my sickness and disease and glorify you amongst it. But when you, my, my Redeemer, my Highland, which means healer, speaks and shows and demonstrates that that is your will, who am I to come against it? Who am I? I will not disrespect my Jesus and slap him in the face by saying, no, not, not healing for me because you already saved me. If you understand what saving means, you already understand you voiced healing, safety, soundness, deliverance, and security over your lips. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so uh, with that in mind, let's see which other one. Um, swept and clean, house on the rocks, I be single. Um, kingdom of heaven is in us. So what moved Jesus should move you. He sent his word, Psalm 107, 20. Uh, so my word produces Isaiah 55, like the snow and the rain. The entrance of your word bringeth life. I was going to get right into the next chapter. Because it's all there, there's no chapter and verses in the uh, Greek language. It's all just one flow. Then he gets into, in the, in the next chapter, Okay, let's, let's put you under a microscope. Have four different slides. We'll take a part of you, and part of this one, part of the, and there's four different hearts. And we're going to see if, if the seed can produce in heart one, heart two, heart three, and heart four. And I'll tell you right now, a little secret, that only one, one type of soil, which is a type of your heart, produced. And it says very clearly, they receive the word of God with joy. And they just, you know, the other ones, they receive it. And then after a little while, they're like, oh. And they're hard. The seed can't go in there. The seed must conceive. It can, you know, you, you, you can have a piece of seed or, or a whole seed laying in your cupboard. It cannot get into the wood shelf. It must be, and I don't understand the process, says, is a little thinking cap, a little in the seed saying, mm, moist soil, now we can go. <laughs> Out comes a shoot. I don't know how that works. I don't know how other, does it feel the moist, warm soil? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can help me on that. Not now, but, but, uh, but something 
gets the seed moving, even old seed, even, even seed that they, they're finding in the pyramids right now, still will produce. Why didn't it produce while in this pyramid? Because it had no soil to go into. And so after explaining you, don't be divided. Don't have two kingdoms happening at one time. Stay over here. That Build your house on a solid rock. After sharing that with you, he now takes you under the microscope and say, all right, here's a heart that will produce, and it's the good soil. And you can read that for yourself and uh, do some notes, and you can send them to me, whatever, and you get a big A for it. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Well, the Word of God is good. The Word of God is essential. The Word of God is everything that is necessary for life and godliness. Everything. You have no problems other than, um, like the one saying was, fear knocked at the door. Faith answered, there's nobody there. And so whatever you're facing, maybe tomorrow they want to cut your heart out and give you another one, or whatever the situation is, the Word of God. The Word of God. If it's, if it's been a disinterest, like I said, that's why I call it house arrest today. I want to arrest your attention to the things of God. And if, if there is disinterest, really can't help. If there's interest in the things of God, we'll work with you. We'll do whatever we can so that the entrance of your wor the word bringeth life. That we can... That's, that's the joy of a pastor when somebody comes up and says, oh, my week has been different because of the word spoken and the prayer prayed. Yeah. Or when somebody in the hospital, and this happened, uh, there was a lady sitting right where you are, Ron, and uh, we prayed for her and spoke the faith command that her daughter, or no, sister, was in the hospital with a cancer-induced coma. She was back the next week and said, she woke up and they call her the miracle lady. We take no, it's a word. The word being released, it's real, it's alive. All we need is more of it, more, revival, more, more people interested in the word of God, more people not playing church, but serious about the things of God. Yeah. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Coming to Jesus, that's the essential first step for salvation. So let's pray that together. Say, Jesus, I come to you. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. I believe you rose again from the dead. I now confess you, expressing my heart's desire as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving me Thank you for accepting me. I am now a child of God. And if you've, if you've meant that with all your heart, then you are now born again. And you get yourself into a good church. You get yourself into the Word of God. Phone our office at 250 Jesus is everything. God bless you. Amen. We'll pray with you after. Well, let's stand.
Father, I just thank you for the word that uh, came forth this morning, that we're not just hearers, but we're doers of that word. Lord, we're willing, willing to do the things that you've asked us to do and those things that we've heard this morning and, and just to uh, align ourselves with your way, your will for our lives. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, dwelling in us and showing us those things. You're, the, you're that ultimate teacher. You're the, as it says in John 14, the counselor, the advocate, the strengthener. You're our helper in all those things, and we're never alone. So, Father, we thank you for the entrance of that word. And, Lord, we just speak over that seed that's been planted this morning, that it is taking root, and it will accomplish that which it was sent to do and bring that change, that good change in us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, let's say our confession this morning. It's always on the back of your bulletin. Amen. If you're giving this morning, um, again, just make your checks payable to Victory Life Church or Fellowship. Amen. And, and we just thank you for, for doing what you do. This morning, if you do need prayer, do come to the front. We don't want to see you go. Uh, without us uh, agreeing with you or, or just doing whatever is needed to, to make things happen in the name of Jesus. Amen. Next Sunday is Connect Sunday. Don't bring anything but yourselves, but just be prepared to stay. We've got a little treat that we'll, we'll uh, bring that Sunday, so you're off the hook. <laughs> bring a family. Amen. But be prepared to stay after. We'll have some coffee and, and some goodies for you. Amen. Well, God bless you. We love you. Amen.